rubbing frantically at the calf's side, massaging the glistening black skin, willing the young animal to breathe. Paul knelt beside him, though he was fuming inwardly. What sort of neighbour would stand and watch their struggles without offering to help? It's not breathing, Ryan muttered. Let's hang it over the gate, hind feet first. Come on, we've nothing to lose. Panting, they struggled to lift the dead weight of the long, slippery body and haul it over the gate. Paul held it while Ryan massaged frantically, round and round again and again. The neighbour, a man named Bardrop, had now been joined by his son. They stood watching incredulously, grinning and jeering. I've seen them do this when I was doing my year's practical in Ayrshire, Paul muttered to Ryan. It does work sometimes, even if those grinning idiots don't believe us. Suddenly, the calf coughed and choked, then coughed again. It's beginning to breathe, Ryan exclaimed in excitement. He continued to massage a little longer. Then between them, they lowered the calf carefully to the ground. The young mother came running, mooing angrily. She walked all round, nosing her offspring none too gently, then she began to lick it with an urgent, rasping tongue. That's a better massage than I can give it, Ryan crowed triumphantly. Within minutes, the calf lifted its black and white head from the ground, while the mother nosed at it, as though giving instructions to stay still a bit longer. It's a heifer calf, too, Paul grinned at Ryan. His smile faded when he realised their unhelpful audience was still watching. Thanks for offering to help, he muttered. He was not given to sarcasm, but the leering pair irritated him intensely. He was sure they had hoped the calf would die. No doubt they would have enjoyed telling the rest of the farming neighbours of his and Ryan's inexperience. He frowned recognising the son now that he'd had a closer look. He had made several snide remarks about Wester Rullian and the Maxwell family one night at a young farmers' club meeting. Oh, shut up, Jeremy, one of the other members had said irritably, giving Paul an apologetic smile. He's just jealous, because his old man will be losing the Rullian grasslets. You're just like your old grandfather the way you glower, Mr. Bardrop mocked Paul now, but you'll never make a go of farming this place the way he did, not with a mother like yours. Breeding eye comes to the fore, whether it be in man or beast. Paul's face paled. None of the family ever mentioned his mother. He barely remembered her himself, but he had overheard snippets of conversation from time to time and recently there had been some pointed remarks about her from people he hardly knew. He gathered she'd run away with another man, having cheated his father of every penny she could lay her hands on, and more besides. Never heed him, Ryan hissed through his teeth. That family must be all alike when it comes to nastiness. You know his family? Paul stopped and stared at Ryan. Well... He's Nigel Kent's uncle. Didn't you realise? Nigel from college. Lord Nog.
Paul asked incredulously. But he comes from near Glasgow. Bardrop is a brother of Nigel's mother. At least, I think that's what old Nignog said. Thank goodness his father got my way to a job in Australia instead of sending him down here to his relations. One lot will be enough to cope with. And he talks about breeding. Malice and jealousy must run in the family, Paul reflected. He turned to face Bardrop. You'll be removing your cattle from Westerrolian now. Not for another three weeks. We've paid to the thirtieth, and you canna shift us off before then. Well, that's your affair, Paul shrugged, if you want to starve them. There's certainly no grass left on the field now. He would have liked to add that the bar drops had put so many cattle on they had churned the grass field into a sea of mud, but turned away instead to follow.